Welcome to the Four Day Week Podcast, a short podcast about shorter work weeks. I'm your host, Nick Palmer, the CEO of House of Brand Group, a leading Australian strategic insights consultancy based in Sydney, but with people all around Australia. In this podcast series, we want to share a wide variety of perspectives on the benefits and the challenges of shifting to a four-day working week. Today, we're talking to Gemma Lewis, APAC Managing Director at recruitment company Resources Group. We're going to be talking about some of the trends that she's seen in terms of what well-being and balance benefits have been offered by companies, what candidates are looking for in today's market, and where four-day weeks sit in the mix. Welcome back to the Four Day Week podcast. Today, I'm joined by Gemma Lewis. Gemma, great to have you on the pod. Hey, Nick. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. So Gemma is Joint Managing Director for APAC at Resources Group, who are a recruitment company specializing in the market research, insights, analytics, data, and strategy space. Now, Gemma's a bit of a rarity these days in that she's worked her whole career at the same company, joining Resources Group over 15 years ago, starting in their London office before making the move out to Sydney in late 2011. So we thought it was worthwhile getting Gemma on the pod as she's talking to companies, candidates every day in her role as a recruiter. So very much has ear to the ground in terms of knowing what candidates are looking for and what companies are offering to try and attract and retain them. So I thought that was really useful to get an idea of what is out there at the moment. But before we talk about that, do you want to just tell us a little bit about Resources Group, your role there, et cetera, what you do, how you do things differently? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So Resources Group, we're an independent boutique recruitment agency. Um, We're small, uh, senior team of five specializing in data strategy. That's across APAC. um, And we're based here in Sydney. So our clients will be the likes of House of Brand. We work with a lot of consultancies. um, So strategic insights agencies, commercial and social. We work with brand innovation, behavioral insights, management consultancies, We work in the research tech space, data operations, business intelligence, kind of category shopper insights, and some of the client side stuff too. So super interesting all the way through from your graduates up to your CEO level. So it keeps us busy. We get to work with some awesome people and business owners. And and my some of my experience with you has been you do quite a lot of work in terms of bringing people over to Australia, maybe and maybe and going back in the other direction. I guess obviously that took a bit of a pause for a few years, but you do a lot of yeah. work to do that, don't you? As well in terms of um, finding people in the UK, particularly who are who want to make the move or might might yeah. think, be thinking about it. Yeah, definitely. So we're actually a, we're a global business. We have a team um, over in London, so it's great. We do a lot of uh, international relocation, not just from the UK over, um, but also catching those people who might be coming over from the US or um, or Asia to Australia and vice versa. How do you think Australia stacks up against the likes of the UK, the US in terms of benefits being offered, well-being, all of those kind of things? I think Australia is quite progressive in terms of what we're able to offer around work-life balance, uh, benefits, you know, parental leave um, and other things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe be good to hear generally what you're kind of seeing in terms of just all the broader trends in terms of what companies are offering out there. um, I guess generally in terms of benefits and, and even pay and compensation and things, but but also yeah. partic- particularly around the kind of health and well-being and and balance kind of space. But yeah, I'd be just interested to hear what's out there and what's what's considered competitive, etc. Yeah, good question. And it's, it's good timing. We do a quarterly newsletter that we get out to our clients. And we've just finished it, so it's 
a good time to ask this because we've been, you know, thinking and reviewing what we've seen over the last quarter. Um, I guess I'll frame it with the fact that we work with such a wide range of um, businesses. So it could be anything from a boutique of five people up to your mid-size consultancies and all the way through to your global. So there's a fair bit of variety when it comes to benefits. Um, but I guess what we're seeing across all those different size organizations is best practice around a really tailored bespoke EVP. So your employment value proposition. Yeah. Um, and that is, you know, a, you know, a, a bespoke, often branded set of benefits, um, in addition to a really strong kind of community and culture to attract, support and retain your talent and obviously stand out from competition. It is more of an employee led market at the moment, but you definitely still have to fight for talent um, and kind of be in it to win it. So I guess, so your question, big things we're seeing at the moment, and there is a lot of stuff out there, but maybe if I was to pick the top five and mention top line and you can we can unpack it if you want but one definitely a thoughtful set of flexibility and balance and that might be yes the four-day work week it might be additional annual leave um, it could be extra days summer long weekends mental health days birthday leave swapping out public holidays um, it's the flexible working in terms of you know virtual working in your office etc so that's number one two an elevated sense of purpose Yep. And that's what I mean by that is something beyond profit. And we're seeing that in terms of B Corp certification agencies working on their RAP plans. Um, so their reconciliation action plans, you know, corporate responsibility, that kind of thing. Yep. Three progressive parental schemes. I'm not saying that's new in the last quarter, but certainly over the last few years, we've seen that moving on from statutory. So that's pretty big. Four, definitely mindfulness around mental health. Um, and that's seen in... The stuff I think we're going to talk about around flexible working, but also, you know, good support structures, counseling sessions, yep. other things like that. And then number five, and by no means the least salary, um, which is still, you know, that, that is definitely a um, the number one thing that employees are looking for. And it has stabled out, stabilized, sorry, and leveled out after the mayhem of 2122, um, but it's still an important part of your, you know, yep. your, your, your benefits package. Is um I do want to unpack some of those because I think they're really interesting. Um, but but is the kind of would you say? I mean, as you say, salary is always important. It's always going to be one of the top considerations. Would you say that over? And I don't mean over the last quarter, but let's say over the last few years, so maybe over the last half a decade, whatever. That it's not. It's become less just about. Like, there's been less kind of like single mindedness about salary, and there's been a lot more consideration. Things that people are taking into consideration when it comes to roles, or is it still? they're gonna do those things still just are they are they just tiebreakers that kind of split apart equal salary offers or will they or you know will people always just take the higher salary and then if there's two on the same salary they might take that or are people starting are people i mean i guess i've always looked at broader stuff of course but has it shifted more away from salary as a focus yeah i think so like I, I, salary is always important i had a candidate say to me the other day um, and they were deciding between like um, two competitive offers and it was a difference of 5k um, uh, and the candidate says something along the lines of you know to be a bit a bit more comfortable rather than a bit less comfortable in, in this climate is good so salary is important people are very aware of their um, you know their responsibilities their financial responsibilities um, but Overall, there is a shift towards, yes, very much looking for a company culture and ethos and set of values and focus on work-life balance that makes work enjoyable and sustainable. And that can be prioritized 
depending on individual circumstances, you know, above or akin to salary. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that I, I'm assuming that it's different for different levels where obviously if you're at entry level, every, every dollar matters, right? Whereas when you get to slightly more, let's call them more comfortable salaries, I know that as you get older, you have more costs as well with children and things like that yeah. often but 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 there's a their ability to you know to pick and choose between a as you said the example you gave a 5k difference is very different if you're earning 60k mm. to if you're earning 150k do you find there's more yeah. desire for those kind of other benefits as people progress in their careers sure I think everybody's talking about work-life balance these days and it's across all levels of experience like historically Yes, the conversation was driven by more experienced people, and that was probably to do with life stage. But now the younger generation are very much on that bandwagon. Um, So your millennials and your Gen Zs want and expect it to and will prioritize it alongside salary. Again, just depends on the individual. But the interesting thing I think about that is also that generation will also advocate for themselves, um, yep. you know, internally yep. and, and expect a lot. But then, you know, work-life balance and flexibility isn't a new thing. You know, if we think about like in our world of research insights there, you know, even before we talked about it so much, there was always a shift to at some point in your career going client side as an example. Yep. And that client side move was often put in the, you know, yes, it might be about working for a specific brand and there might be other um, other things around it, but it would be about, oh, will, will the balance be better client side? So yep. it's always been important. Yep. And yes, historically for more, you know, uh, experienced candidates, but now I think, now I think it's across the level, um, across the board of experience yep. and levels. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, obviously there are life stage and life factors that, lead you to maybe need more flexibility and balance versus kind of just what I suggested in terms of being and having the, the financial freedom maybe to to to, yeah. to seek that out. But it's interesting to hear that that has now been kind of almost met head on by a change in outlook from a younger generation. So that's kind of evened yeah. out a bit. Yeah. And it appeals to everyone, right? Because it may have, you know, for some, it might be about your family life, but for others, it might be about you have a personal pursuit or you yeah. simply want to create more space. So your prioritization is that you want to, you know, whatever, do something fun on a Friday. It could be about rest. It could be about life admin. There's so many different motivators now about what you need or want that that flexibility for. Let's go back to some of the things you mentioned before. So in terms of progressive parental schemes, and you, you mentioned already as well that that's kind of better over here than perhaps it is overseas. What's kind of like, obviously, the statutory leave in Australia, but what's the what what what's kind of becoming the norm now in terms of what people are offering there? Um, again, I'll frame this with it, it depends on the size of organization, because yeah. I don't know if there is a norm. There's plenty of smaller boutiques we work with that are just not able to offer, yeah. you know, more than statutory. Um, and again, what is the norm? We've got um, businesses offering, you know, six, eight, full, uh, six to eight weeks full pay. We've got businesses offering up to 12, 18 weeks full pay. You know, what the norm is within that, like it, it's really hard to say. Um, what I really enjoy about it is, there's also not just a focus on the pay. There's also things like menstruation leave or IVF leave or, you know, thinking of okay, the things yep. and unpacking it around just maternity leave, but also thinking about, you know, the role of families and, um, you know, um, paternity leave, et cetera. 
And I, and I do think that is important. We will definitely have candidates that ask us and it's a tricky one to ask because nobody ever wants to ask it in a way that might yeah. scupper an offer or, or make it seem like you're starting a business and then you've got plans that, you know, would make you less desirable as an employee. But people definitely ask us about, um, about parental policies. Yeah, but again, it's, then it's a trade-off if you, if you can't, if you're not offering it because it's not part of your business, there's other things that you might be offering that make, you know, make yourself attractive to an employee in a different way. It's the, it's the, it's like you said, it's the other things around it that feel like there's quite a bit of real progressiveness in Australia and at the moment around, um, you know, IVF leave and things like that. And, um, yeah. and, 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 and I, I still feel like we probably lag a bit on paternity leave, um, yeah. versus, um, versus you know the famed kind Primary of caregiver. yeah and versus like what you hear about from scandinavian countries and things like that yeah i think it's um i think we probably we we lag a little bit there still um but yeah it's definitely changing you, you mentioned kind of um mental health support what are what are some companies offering or indeed what are candidates looking for as well i guess in that in that in that space i guess that's probably slightly a harder one for candidates to go i'm looking for this it's more like it's probably a more proactive company thing isn't it in terms of offering some of that yeah um some of the benefits we see like five counseling sessions per like literally, literally counseling sessions wow okay um, yeah. and that might be yeah, it's take it or leave it. It's optional, but counselling yep. sessions, there might be sessions specifically around financial well-being, and that's not actually related to a bank at all or a financial institution. That's another agency that does that. Um, it might genuinely, you know, a lot of the mental health stuff relates back to your overall standing when it comes to flexible working because a lot of people yep. tie those two things in together so it's you know it will generally be seen as especially because I do work with, we do work with a lot of agencies an agency life can take a bite out of you showing yep. that you understand that and there's a policy around leave um you know and taking mental health days or uh you know or additional long weekends and things to balance that all out yeah um, yeah um you know good support structures you know making sure you know who your buddies are who your mentors are open communication yeah. um that sort of thing and i think what you just said there about it's not it is talking about it that's important but it's also walking the walk you know we yeah. have to remember to offer these things but then to see it to see it through with yeah, all benefits and, and one of the things that yeah that's right and one of the things i found about offering four day weeks is all of those other things that we were both talking the talk and walking the walk on and were genuine offers, they make everything seem far more genuine and far more real. Cause it's like, Oh, yes. you really are, you are really committed to this um, yeah. to the degree that you're giving people an extra day off every week. That means all the other stuff must be true too, kind of things. So or just to what you said about this feeling that there's a culture of flexibility and balance and things like that. And it just, it's, you know, arguably the strongest manifestation of that and that people, um therefore know what they're expecting from us when we kind of offer things like that but, yeah um, I think also that you're valuing their time maybe this is a yeah. spin-off for a later question but that you know a lot of the time people already work the extra hours especially agency side I'm not saying that doesn't yeah. happen client side I'm sure it does but you work those a lot of a lot of our candidates work those extra hours and don't always feel remunerated for them. Whereas with yep. the four day working week, you're, you know, they feel, re you know, re rewarded for their effort and time in yep. a balanced way. Yeah. It, it, we found it changes the dynamic massively in terms of things like trust, because you, yeah, you'll get like it, just the flexibility and stuff. Like if, you know, if you, if people have to do a, an extra hour or two somewhere along the line, which of course they do in agency land, as you say, it's, yeah. it's kind of a, 
that's fine. I've, you know, I'm being, I'm giving Friday off every week kind of thing. It just changes. Yeah. And, and, and to be super clear, we don't expect people to work the Friday hours elsewhere and nor do they usually do that by any stretch of imagination, but you know, in any role like this, there's going to be a little bit of doing a little bit after hours sometimes give and take yeah give and, give and take exactly yeah so like the friday that yeah that's a good phrase the friday is a massive give from our side um and that's why we don't go or that therefore gives us allows us to take it means that when we do need to take that people are more open to it so so we've talked about what companies are offering what are candidates looking for are there any differences or any gaps of things that you know companies aren't offering but candidates want you know, if you ask me what candidates are looking for, it's the stuff we've said that, you yeah. know, that are the trends with what employees are offering, which is work-life balance, flexibility, salary, learning and development, training, big thing. You know, like I said, a purpose beyond profit, really interesting kind of COVID, post-COVID theme was we did feel like we have, well, we have felt like there's more candidates coming for us, coming to us seeking maybe um to work in social insights or to work in a space where there's like a meaningful output and it doesn't always have to be you know moving from commercial into social but it might be then okay well we work with businesses that have again you know circling back to this you know purpose beyond profit like you know might have set have set themselves up and be doing good in other ways you know that's been really important i think there's been a uh, you know, a, sh- a shift in people rethinking really about what they do and how they're spending their time. Um, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, so, yeah, so we're we're B Corp certified as as I think you know, and there's a couple of yeah. other agencies in in Australia who are as well, and mm-hmm. um, and you know, it's a rigorous process that so you have to it's it's not just ticking a box, so you no. have to and we and we we've gone through that process for a number of reasons, but of course a big part of it is about is about purpose beyond profit but also that that's going to be something that people want to get behind and do their best work at and all that kind of stuff as well and yeah. be and be be somewhere that people want to work and it, it is like a you know because of how rigorous that process is is a, is a real manifestation of some of the stuff we're doing already i guess um, yeah yeah the covid i i remember in the i was in london at the when the what is in Australia is called the GFC global financial crisis hit. And it was, um, and there were were a lot of people who shifted into teaching people went out Mm. of their corporate roles and went, I don't want to do this anymore. And they went into teaching. Um, and then realized how hard that was, but, um, not that they thought it was going to be easy. I should, I should clarify, but yeah, like it, it was that, that, that they kind of create those kind of societal shifts. Sometimes these big, these big reevaluative events. And, and I think that's what's happened earlier on in, when you're listing out the kind of key things people were looking for buckets that people were talking about things you talked about flexibility and obviously four day weeks is a big part of that or is, is a version of that flexibility. What, what are, what are yeah. some of the, what are some of the other ways that people are offering trying to offer kind of genuine flexibility in the roles yeah so like looking at annual leave like in Australia 20 days is your standard um but we're seeing you know up to five days extra annual leave seeing things like long weekends you know so say throughout the year or it could be could be in summer but it's actually not in some organizations throughout the year you get five long weekends um could be mental health days to take at will when you just need to say hey i've worked hard i need a day off i need a you know a mental break um could be birthday leave could be um a newer thing definitely swapping out 
public holidays, you know, yep. so, and that's probably also around DNI. So saying, okay, well, you don't have to take Easter leave. You don't have to take Christmas leave. The office is open. You don't have to take Australia day, that kind of thing. And again, like candidates, from my perspective, candidates won't make a decision, of, a decision on that thing specifically, but when they're looking at a broader set of a way that a yeah. business is talking and thinking thoughtfully about individuals definitely stands out. And again, people, like, like I said earlier, um, companies are, you, you know, you're cherry picking. Everybody can't do everything. There has to be a trade-off with what you're offering. Um, yeah. So, you know, companies aren't doing all those things I've just said, but they're picking and choosing and shaping something around their business and their brand that suits them. Um, I would, I would like, I would go as far as to say, look, you know, most of our clients are now offering more than a basic 20 days. So yep. to the extent that if you're not, if you are only offering 20 days without anything around extra leave, then it almost feels like a negative because there's, a, there's, there's so much of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but other than additional leave, like the flexible working piece in terms of where you're working from obviously that's been huge we've talked about it enough probably post covid um but that you know is it fully flex is it you know from you know is there an office is it working from home is it that you've mandated two or three days or whatever but that flexibility around that and your hours like what are the core business hours what are the times when you do not have to be at your desk um yeah, yeah. so yeah, I guess that's the other way we're seeing flexibility and leave. I feel like we're kind of in, I think 2023 for a lot of businesses has been sticky. It's been yeah. a, it's been a, um, a challenging year and through that and through this and through that and through this year, there has been a shift towards performance and yeah. through that maybe has been a circling back to what does performance look like? What does you know, what does a good culture look like? What does a good community look like? So I'm not saying we're seeing, you know, it go back to pre-COVID, but we're, I feel like we're seeing, yes, flexibility, but actually uh, having having people together in an office at least some part of the week. So I just want to zero in a little bit more on the four-day weeks. Um, we'll kind of talk to them about them as we go, but we're, are, the, are candidates coming to you going, have you got any four-day week roles or I only want to look at four-day weeks or um, is that kind of, or is it more, is it just not, not enough roles out there that people expect to be able to kind of ask for them, I guess? I don't think, well, people aren't specifically asking us for four-day working weeks yet, um, but we get a direct correlation in ad response for example if we put that into our advertising yeah. and candidate interest when we call and say hey i've got this awesome role it's a house of brand they do you know this amazing four-day working week then you know oh i then, mean yeah you had me at house of brand anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, then, then immediate immediate interest like you know it's um it's exciting it's and it is still unique and groundbreaking so to speak that idea of 100% of the pay for 80% of the week um so candidates aren't asking for it specifically but when they're hearing about it they're really excited about it and it will be a differentiator for sure so it's still yeah. um it's still it's still pretty rare um we are seeing kind of other organizations offer um different types of variations of yeah. flexible working but not what you're talking about here in terms of the four-day week so an example of that is we've got a social insights agency that does what they call a compressed fortnight so slightly longer hours but you get an extra day off every two weeks yeah, yeah. Um, um and you know 
talent like it because what's not to like you know they you know everybody feels like they do overtime and if they get those extra hours back or it's being acknowledged in in some kind of format like this um then it's it's very attractive i think that's a really interesting thing with the 40 weeks there's only as you say there's only a handful who are offering it but it's making everyone else go kind of question it and go okay we can't do that but what else could we do to make you know we don't want to go that far or the jury's still out or we think it's excessive or we can't afford it or whatever any of those things although plot spoiler you can afford it because your productivity doesn't go down um but it's pulling it's creating the kind of it's moving the anchor point that people are having to kind of respond to i think yeah definitely and i uh yes and what you said there about um you know i'd like to see more agencies offering it where they're not they are offering other things so it's not yeah. a four-day working week but it's uh, it's flexibility in other ways through some of the benefits we've talked about and it's a bit of give and take isn't it you know you um and I don't, I don't it'd be interesting like for your business did you did you because when you when you have something that you're offering your employees already it's very hard to take that away yeah um and so with some organizations that are already set up in other in other ways with the diff, you know with their own evp I, I would imagine there'll be a trade-off and if they were to offer something like the four-day working week they'd have to retract some of the other benefits that they've got and that must be a really tricky thing to navigate um yeah yeah it's an interesting it, 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 yeah i'm trying to think i don't think there's actually anything we specifically retracted but we do for instance have five days flexi leave and while we don't retract which is like an additional five days to yeah what you, what you described before but uh, birthday leave uh mental health days any other kind of even doona days those, those kind of things but um but we haven't retracted that but of course people don't need to take them as often because they've got these yeah, right. days off to get okay. the kind of things but yes no absolutely there has to be some trade-offs somewhere along the line i guess and um whatever they might be and um it's also interesting we've re recruited a few grads recently into their first role post uni and they're starting off life in a four-day week so that's going to wow. be really for them yeah. right because yeah because it because um that becomes their expectation and things but but we have look we've had people leave us since we started it's not golden handcuffs we have had people leave us since then who are like yeah this is good i like this but there's other it's, it's it's not such it's 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 not so important to me that i won't ever look at other things um, yeah. and again that's just down to personal circumstance and how much it's valuable to you versus other things so yeah so you kind of the, the feeling is that it's still pretty unique and so it is a real standout it's obviously not going to be like a you know it's going to be part, it's still part of the consideration set it's not like as soon as you offer that you've got every candidate you want in the world kind of thing for whatever salary you want to offer there's still part of the consideration set but what it is whether alongside that or whether that's spurring other companies on to really think about what else they could do, even if they can't do that, um, which is, is great. It's, it's just a, I think that's the thing that people talk about 40 weeks, 40 weeks is just a version of better mental yes. health and well-being and balance and things. And there are other ways to maybe not quite achieve as much as that do, but get towards that and get to a better space. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely a benefit that, stands out for candidates and is very attractive yeah. um you know the whole idea of trying to work better not harder and be genuinely committed to your team and you know individual mental health um and allowing that breathing room without the financial impact is yeah is is without a doubt very attractive to candidates i feel like when we speak to candidates we make sure that we talk about it we feel like in the right way um so yes it's an attractive 
benefit that you might be offering, um, but we need to make sure that candidates are interested in it for the right reasons because it doesn't make your life yeah. easy yeah. or cushy, right? And so we want the people that are applying to it that that see um, it's not about getting a day off and being paid more. It's no. about taking employees on that journey, us talking to them from the very beginning of that, you know, of, of the point of interest when we're speaking about a business and saying, you know, that they're, you know, this is fantastic. This is the benefit. Um, you know, there might be a trade-off, um, you know, and it's about working really effectively in the week to have that benefit of the four-day working week um, and making sure everybody's on the same page and with expectations being set. And I guess what I mean by that when it comes to the trade-off, um, I'm not in relating to this to House of Brand, but, you know, it might not be market leading salaries, for example. Yeah. We had another client talk to us about, um, you know, this is what we're going to be offering. Um, and we're still going to pay well, but is it, you know, are there companies that will pay more than us for sure? But then it's a, you know, it's a trade off and it's weighing off candidates deciding what do they want, what's most important to them, you know, and coming on that journey of, um, you know, all the things that make the four day week successful. Yeah. And positioning that to candidates from the very beginning. Yeah, I think that's really good. And, and and yes, like we've spoken to people on the pod before, actually, who one of the reasons that they, they can't be as competitive and from a salary point of view, they're not in a position to be. And it's a way of trying to balance that out and still be attractive to people as well when they perhaps can't offer, you know, if they're a startup, let's say, and therefore they can't offer, you know, they're trying to offer shares and things yes. like that, but they need to be able to offer something else as well to make them make them competitive. But do you, do you think more com companies are going to offer four-day weeks? You see it's been a, I mean, hard to say three companies as a trend, but do you feel like it's kind of coming or do you think it's, um, or do you think it's still a way off? I would love to see more of it. I feel like, yes, we'll see more of it. How much? I don't know. Like, like I said before, I think we'll see, we'll see more of it, but we'll also see ben companies doing it in, in different ways through other ways of packaging up well-being and balance. But I think it's exciting and I'm a big advocate. Brilliant. So we, we finished the podcast with the same question to everyone, which is if you had to convince someone that they should adopt or seriously consider adopting a four day work week in their company, what would be the one thing you would tell them? I'd say that when we're talking to candidates about what's most important to them, one and two is salary and work-life balance and flexibility so if you're offering that as a four-day work week or in a different guise it's going to be extremely attractive to getting the best talent um, and retaining the best talent in your business brilliant excellent answer so let's uh finish up by telling us where we can find you web address socials etc anything like that yeah, you can find us at uh, Resources Group, www.resourcesgroup.com um, or Gemma Lewis uh, on LinkedIn and my partner, Rowan Haylett. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Gemma. Really interesting perspective on what's going on in the world of recruitment. Um, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Pleasure. Thanks so much, Nick. Thanks for listening to the 4-Day Week podcast. Stay up to date about new episodes by following House of Brands Group on LinkedIn. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that new episodes with different perspectives on four-day work weeks turn up directly in your podcast feed. Catch you next time.